That's the actual mic that I should be using for recording as opposed to the computer. I hear like me... fuzz. I think it's okay. I have fuzz. Yeah. Well, I think good you, luck, Tom. I think you, I know. I just, whenever I think <laughs> of that, I picture like the magic wand tool in Photoshop, like highlighting all the fuzz and like deleting it. Is that weird? I was thinking of, I don't know why, but like a fuzzy shirt. That's pretty good. That's where my mind's at. <laughs> Do you own a fuzzy shirt? Have you ever? Uh, not really anymore. There's no need for fuzzy shirts. I have fuzzy pants. Really? What color are they? They're pajama pants that my daughter uh. bought me. They're Christmas Star Wars pajama pants. What does she buy them with? Like, is she does she work? She does babysitting. That's, she's a hustler. That's so amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's so cool. Love those pants. You should wear them to work. We should have like a pajama <laughs> pants day. Ooh, that does sound fun. Doesn't it? I think I might need to go back to my roots of student council president and like push for. <laughs> Pajama pant day. And like ice cream, like free ice cream day, even though that's kind of every day here. Ice cream Sunday day. Yeah. So I went to a Catholic school and we wore uniforms like forever. So as uh, student so council president, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like your platform you run on is like more days where you don't have to wear your uniform. <laughs> it's a good platform to have. <laughs> it's really easy. That and free ice cream, of course. And, and the more, funny thing yeah. is now I would love to just have a uniform and not think about what I'm wearing every day. I don't know. There's something appealing about that. I know. I, I guess that. that's why my uniform is kind of like just a t-shirt and jeans <laughs> for most days. I would love to just do wear the same thing every day. I mean, like you could if you wear like a black or a white shirt. Like like Jason in New York says that a lot. Like he's like, I have a uniform. I wear the same thing every day, and I'm like, I'm so jealous. Then again, I kind of wear the same thing like every few days. So whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I pretty much wear the same thing now that I think about it. It's it's jeans with it's not black or white, but it's usually in the blue, green, purple range. You are literally wearing that exact description this right is now. this is a bit outside of it has pink in it so and it's a button down so it's it's outside of my normal yeah but the blue <laughs> and the purple yeah yeah it looks good that's good what are you up to how's your day been how's your week my day has already been hectic my week has been crazy how about you same uh finished a project this week wrapped up it was about a 12-week project so that was good i had a chance to do some clean code cleanup which was really nice there was some bizarre padding issues that i was i was trying to tackle a, alignment of objects with a table that had a padding so like the text was always out of line with like regular old pad you know what i mean like it was always like eight pixels off it was like driving me nuts Anyway, long story short, had some heads down time on that, and I feel like so good that that's done because nice. we're handing it off to their design team. So we want to make sure we like did some documentation. We want to make sure that everything is as clear as possible for when they when they take it over. So so that felt really good. I have a half day today. I'm gonna fly to Philly for a wedding. Nice. Yeah, Philly's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. 
we're actually going a little bit outside. We're going to Newark and then driving because like the place that we're going is about equidistant from Philly to New from Philly and Newark. So it was uh, it was so better you're not to fly going to Philly Central. No, no, we're going outside like New Hope, Pennsylvania. I was going to give you all of these nice food recommendations, but save it. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Save it. Yeah, no, we're not going to be in this actual city, just outside of it. So. I started this week out on Monday giving a talk on design sprints. Yeah, which how was, was that? I think I think it went well, but I think because of that, I, I've like slowly continued to lose my voice throughout the rest of the week, and so it's just gradually I think leaving me. And I'm hoping that I can just not talk all weekend and get away and, and hopefully recover. Yeah. But the funny thing, so I made a design sprint presentation. It's now been, I think it, set, it was dated at 2014. And it was hilarious because I was just like, yeah, I'll just throw in a bunch of random animated GIFs and do whatever. And I threw it into our ThoughtBot Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And when I was going to prepare for this, I was like, yeah, I'll just use that as a base. And I go in, and a bunch of other people have taken that same animated GIF presentation, including Chad, <laughs> and used it. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I ended up like basically like forking it from Elena and Eric in Boston gave a presentation. I did, I, 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 I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and they forked mine. So it's like, it's like it's crazy. The circle's complete. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, I did the same thing for a thing a uh, talk here. I used that animated GIF presentation. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that that's permeated through ThoughtBot. I like presentations that don't have a lot of words in the presentation. Like, I like, <laughs> so that was good. It's just like a single word and then most of the stuff is left for your show notes and, uh, not show notes, oh my God, for your um, presentation notes, whatever. Or show notes. Or... Yeah. Well, I mean, when I when I give the presentation, oh, I'm it's sure. definitely a show. Do you charge like a, like is there a drink minimum as well for your your show? Oh, that would have been a good idea. Mm-hmm. No drink minimum, and they ordered pizza for this meetup. Nice. And I was very disappointed that it was Domino's. I was like, that's not pizza. That's not. It's Domino's. <laughs> it's not pizza. It's Domino's. It's bread with some cheese on top. I don't, we used to have that when I was in, you know, elementary school or whatever. We would we would go to my friend's house on Sunday and watch pay per view wrestling, and, and then get your five dollar Domino's yes, pizza. Yes, yes, Domino's and wrestling. That's what we would do. That's awesome. Yeah, I can still taste it. Just and I, I can. That's such a vivid mem- like memory, like being in her house and like <laughs> eating that pizza. It's like really, really weird. But I don't really partake in the Domino's these days. Yeah, I didn't partake in the Domino's just because I don't, maybe this is weird, maybe it's not, but I don't like eating before I talk in front of a group. Oh, sure. I don't know why, Yeah. but like I'd rather go up sort of hungry and present than full or have some, like eat right before. Yeah. So I waited till after, and by the time I was done, it was all gone, which I, I didn't really care because it was Domino's. But then the the meetup just kept on going and going, and we had like networking afterwards, and people wanted to talk. And I was like, "Oh, oh, I forgot. I didn't eat dinner yet." 
And so it was... <laughs> yeah. And then you start getting hungry. And then there's like a good excuse to be like, uh, hold on a minute. I got to duck out and just put food in my <laughs> pie hole. Yeah. I can't think straight anymore because I don't have food in my belly. Yeah. I had the same kind of thing before I would go on stage. Like I used to do improv when I was in New York and I would never drink before. I would never really had a beer because people would do that. Like you have a beer beforehand, but I hate, I'd never do it because it would make me not really sharp, you know? So mm-hmm. I would not do that before like playing a show, like when I was in a couple of bands, we would get dinner, like we'd like get pizza sometimes beforehand, and I would be so. All of us would be on stage looking at each other halfway through the set and being like, "Oh my god, I feel horrible! Like I'm so full." <laughs> 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 like, playing music and just, just like my <laughs> my friend who was the lead singer, halfway through he'd look at me and be like, "I think I'm gonna throw up. I like ate so much food beforehand." <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's funny. always what I want to avoid. Yeah. The thing that I like to try to do <laughs> that I wasn't able to do this time, but is you go for a run the morning Yeah, of. yeah. It helps me work out some of the nervous energy. Mm-hmm. And so I think my my animal brain or whatever part of me that wants to like, when I'm up in front of a bunch of people that wants to run and hide is less vocal because it worked itself out through the run. Mm, totally. That's a really good way to get rid of that extra energy, like for sure. I always find the days when I start with a run, those are just so, so different than ones where I I, I didn't, you know, <laughs> just feel way more relaxed. Yeah. I don't like working out in the morning usually. Uh, I like working out towards the end of the day and I use it as like a decompression type mm-hmm. thing. I found that like working out in the morning, I am like absolutely exhausted by like one Mm. and I like either need to go take a nap or need to chug a ton of coffee. Right. Interesting. That's so funny because I have the opposite effect. Like if I do it at night, then I can't, I can't sleep. Like I'm so jazzed, like so energized at like seven or 8 PM (laughs) that I can't, I can't wind down, (laughs) you know, but just like design, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think running or exercise is important as a person to do sure. better design. I agree. One, that's one of the things that I tell people during our design sprints, because those are really intense, is make sure you're taking care of your body mm-hmm. while you're in those sprints. So like doing exercise either before or after, even if it's just for a walk. Yeah. Uh, I think that's especially important for like introverts to go like go on a walk alone after or before. Make sure you're eating like we provide food and I always want to make sure that the food is like healthier food during the design sprint and healthier snacks just because it keeps our energy up as opposed to like what you were saying about the pizza is like if you're over full, you just want to just sit and yeah. kind of curl up in a ball. And the last thing that I found that was really important was drinking a lot of water, making sure that we had water out for everyone and making sure that everyone was drinking water. Mm-hmm. And like a light lunch too. Like the sprints where we've had salads during for the lunch break, people were felt way more energized after than the lunches where we had like Indian food or like something like heavy, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. like rainy indoor food, you know? <laughs> So that was always a very noticeable difference between people who crashed after and people who didn't. 
And even so, like people drink a lot of coffee during sprints. I, you don't really need, like everyone has their own thing for sure. But there's this like, you go in expecting like, oh my God, I need like eight cups of coffee for this thing. And I think sometimes people like psych themselves out. Like it is, <laughs> it is grueling for sure. But at the same time, it is just like a, a long conversation that you're having. It's not like we're putting a man on the moon and we need like a caffeine drip. Coffee, since it's a stimulant, actually constricts your thinking. Mm. And so I've always, especially for our second phase, our second day, the diverge phase, where we're trying to come up with as many ideas as possible, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to, instead of having people drink coffee during that morning, I've always wanted to get like just a big jug of mimosa Ooh. and have people have mimosas. Because... Uh, alcohol is the opposite effect, right? Like your yeah. the idea is that you would only have a little and not a lot, but like your inhibitions are restricted a little bit and therefore you're going to think a little more creatively. <gasps> oh my God, I love that idea. I just know that we'd have to have the right client for that and I don't... <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever have the right client for that. <laughs> you never know. I mean, we might we, we put it in the contract like we will have mimosas on mimosas Tuesday on morning. the second day. Yeah, of the sprint. and on the second day they had mimosas. <laughs> 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 on the fifth day they rest. An interview. I just see it going like horribly wrong too of like people having because there's like a right balance of mimosa. It's probably like one or two for every person. And I just see it going Well, you just got to limit it. Just don't have more than a bottle of champagne <laughs> just, on hand. Just restrict people. Yeah. Just <laughs> like slap their hand away when they reach for another. <laughs> we'll do like a breathalyzer, you know. Right before yeah. the activity. That's built into the roles of the design sprint. You have the facilitator, the decider, the recorder, and the mimosa the bar- garter. The bartender. <laughs> bartender. <laughs> I would definitely play bartender. I would love that. I'd be like, oh, would you like lime or lemon? Even though that doesn't involve, it's not involved in mimosa, but it could be. Or like bloody, a Bloody Mary. Like, you know, just a little bit of vodka. Just not, not a lot. Just a, just a little yeah, bit. that's... That's dangerous. That's where this could get That's where it goes. There's, there it is. Found it. <laughs> it's, it's the other breakfast cocktail. <laughs> That's a really good idea, though. I mean, that, or that reminds me of those meetups and things trying to do, like, drunk user testing. Do you know what I mean? Like, those, those yeah. meetups, yeah, where everyone kind of just drinks and then shows each other their interfaces, as they say. And then you kind of, like, go through. But I feel like... Drunk user testing implies someone needs to be drunk. Like it's not like buzzed. It's like so. That's I don't know. That's that's a lot. It's a lot to. But I love the idea. I think that's that's kind of fun. I know one of my roommates would do like a lot of drunk purchases on eBay. And oh, I, so yes. I do wonder, like, <laughs> yeah, this is years ago, but they would just like, yeah, at the end of their night, go on eBay and buy some things. Oh my god. I There's, wonder if yeah. eBay or other, you know, retail stores do do that and make sure that like it's super easy for people to buy things that are inebriated. Imagine a captcha <laughs> to test like your sobriety level before you per- I would kind of really love that. Like, you know, there's definitely been a time where Let's say I, I came home and after after work drinks, so like you know, maybe a couple of beers or whatever. I'm feeling feeling loose and I'm feeling like I want some retail therapy. Like for sure, I've ordered something on Amazon 
and then it shows up a couple I just completely forgot I kind of did it it was like such a quick <laughs> such a quick one-off random purchase that like, a couple days later I, it shows up and I'm like oh yeah that's fun I mean Amazon is built for that with I their know. like one click play oh god they're doing the opposite of what you were thinking which is like restricting their purchase power <laughs> while yeah. like that's the non dark <laughs> totally this you know this this reminds me I, I was talking to someone about their kid and how she's only like maybe five you know four or five so intuitive with the ipad like they like kids when they grab this thing they know exactly what to do it's like so crazy and it's so weird because i used to my i used to think in terms of like design it as if like your like your ninety year old grandmother is going to use it, but now I feel like design it as if your four year old is going to be like swiping through. Do you find that with your with your kids? Like, are they they're probably very tech savvy, right? The way that a lot of apps are made, they're made so that they're tech savvy mm-hmm. for kids. We only let them use certain apps because there are it's addictive. Like the the way that they build kid apps, a lot of kid apps is there's no like concrete start and end. Interesting. E- even with video too, but like every every app that's I'm, I'm thinking specifically for video apps, like they don't have words on their UI, which is an interesting restriction because kids don't read, mm. can't read yet, and so they do a lot of really interesting workarounds because of that. And it, it is a, a more intuitive interface in a lot of ways. I think kids in general are a lot more eager to try something and fail. So like tap around the screen on the iPad. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. There's no fear of breaking there's, a thing. Cause it's like not right. There's no idea of that. So I would say the opposite of someone who's a lot older is they probably have a lot of fear of yeah. breaking the thing. So they're a lot more hesitant. So you're dealing with different issues, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see how a lot of apps have gotten around, like making sure that kids don't purchase a lot of random whatever on the app store. One of the apps is like a math equation. So you have to do like seven plus three and you have to punch in 10 in order to go to the app store to buy a thing. Oh, interesting. And you know, there's also parental controls on the thing. But I wonder how quickly, like, my sons will get around that. Yeah, I guess you only time will tell. I guess you'll you'll find out. Do, do mm-hmm. they have Do they have phones? Like, do you like what's your What are you gonna do about that? <laughs> my daughter has a phone mm-hmm. who is almost fourteen, and I try to educate her about why it's bad to spend a lot of time on her phone. In the past, I'll randomly check in with her and see how much time she's spending. But a lot of it for her is educating her, like, this is the reason that it's bad. These are the reasons why social networks can be addictive and why you shouldn't be on them all the time. Mm -hmm. For our sons, we just restrict how much screen time they have. And again, like, how how old are your your sons? One of them is two and a half, Mm -hmm. and one of them is almost five okay so we we restrict the time and we restrict the types of apps that they have on their ipad Mm -hmm. do they share an ipad they right now they don't because their lovely grandparents (laughs) gave us their they have like one of them has my original ipad mini which is six years old Mm -hmm. 
And another has another iPad mini that I think is about the same. We're restricted just because of the technology. Like, I think one of them is at a point where we can't upgrade the iOS anymore. That's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're just really old iPads that I had or my parents had or my wife's parents had. That's interesting because I always think about how that is such a different world now that kids are growing up in. You know, Mm -hmm. like I got a smartphone when I was in my early 20s, like a smartphone, like when I was like 22, I think. And I got my first flip phone, cell phone when I was a, I guess, a sophomore in high school. So I didn't have any of that, like like no cell phone or anything. And the environment that I grew up in and you as well, right? In school, no one has a device like what are you doing instead? You're drawing, you're doodling, you're writing notes to other people, you know, like that that's your way of being distracted by just the people around you, not the people who are just in your phone off into a faraway distant land. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, I, I, I always wonder about that for when, you know, like we eventually have kids and talk about like technology and how to kind of introduce that in a healthy way. Um, But also very well knowing that it's just a different landscape now. It's just different. Like you also don't want to have this situation where you restrict your kids so much, but the other parents are not. And then they get into this weird mode where it's like, oh, you're a freak because you don't have a phone. Like, you know, like uh, kids are (laughs) the worst. So sometimes in that in that regard, in terms of like bullying and stuff. So I don't know. it's, It's a lot. That's why I try to teach my daughter, not not just like, here's your limit, yeah. but like, this is why I think you should have around this amount of time on your phone per day or per week. And these are the apps that I would, like I tell her, like she's on Snapchat and Instagram and those in particular, you, you could just spend hours and hours of time on, mm-hmm. on those and, and YouTube and be aware of how much time you're spending and why you're spending it and make sure that it is valuable just because like it's totally a different world. And it's really interesting to me. Some of her classes actually need her to either have an iPhone or iPad because they use software in, in the class. Oh, sure. And so if Mm. she gets in trouble for using her phone too much and we've taken away, she then has to go ask for a school iPad. But, like, they actually let kids bring out their phones for school, which is, like, mind-boggling to me. Just because there's so much else on the phone that they could easily get distracted. Yeah. But maybe that is a learning opportunity. I don't know. My guess is that it's not, <laughs> that their teachers aren't teaching them that. Mm. She told me that a lot of... A lot of kids that are in her school are using AirPods the same way I think some kids in my school used to use like earbuds, Mm -hmm. but it's easier for them to hide the AirPods than the earbuds. Oh, totally. And so they just like, I guess, sit in the back of class and hide just the fact that they're listening to music, which for me would have been like a CD player and earbuds and you would have had to hide the entire cord either up your sleeve or up Mm -hmm. your back or whatever it was. Yeah, and your fuzzy pants, fuzzy shirt. (laughs) My fuzzy pants. (laughs) Now they got wireless things. Kids these days. That's just really interesting. Like incorporating that now into their daily like diet. 
again, I can't stress enough. I mean, technology didn't come into my classroom until I was in college, like halfway through college. We were actually started to be allowed to bring laptops in. And that was a that was a mess. Like no one was listening. Like people were clearly <laughs> not doing what they're supposed to be doing on their laptop. Like taking notes, air quotes, you know, like heavy quotes, like taking notes. <laughs> like you're not you're on Facebook. I can see it. Yeah, I, I just I think about that when I when I watch like my nephew who's now five. I mean they're they're just all over that iPad. It's like candy. It's like made for especially like what you're just saying, those interfaces, no words, there's no it's just you just touch, touch, touch. You can't break anything, it's fine. It's just like made for kids in that way. Like literally yeah. those apps. I assume that the designers had really good intent, but mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're made for kids to use and use and use and use. And it's kind of up to the parents to make sure that they stop. It's also up to the parents to make sure that they're installing the right kinds of apps. And yeah, there's definitely my son asked for a bunch of kind of like junk. It's basically like junk TV, junk apps, just waste of time, but he he'll he'll love playing on it, and I know he will, and he'll play it forever if I would let him. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. a matter of a not letting those kinds of things get on his iPad, and then yeah. b making sure that the time he spent the new iOS screen time those controls I haven't implemented them or mm. you know installed them, and I don't know if I can actually install them on their iPads because I don't know if I can mm. install the latest ios but i'm looking forward to doing that for especially my daughter as a easily more easily track time so it tracks and also does it lock their screen at a certain point or is it only tracking time yeah i've done it for myself so that it locks all of my apps right now except for i use headspace to meditate mm-hmm. yeah between 10 30 at night and 7 in the morning so i i have to like explicitly say that I need to use an app other than Headspace uh, if I want to use it after 10.30. Cool. You can do groups of apps, but it also gives you more insight into how many notifications you're getting, how much time you're spending on screen, which is really helpful. That is really helpful. I guess, too, like likening it when I was growing up, I mean, to video games. I mean, I had that. I play video games all the time. And, you know, yeah. when I got a Game Boy, that was like, oh, my God, I, I could bring it in the car. Like, hell yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Those car rides are so much better now because I have my Game Boy. But, I mean, that was also a limited device. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi at all anywhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so even though I was distracted, I was still pretty focused <laughs> on this one thing, trying right. to get, you know... And it's not like that one, a Game Boy can only play one game at yeah. a time. Yeah, and yeah. it's like there's something physical. If you want to play a different game, you have to do some physical activity to like take a cartridge out and put another cartridge yeah. in That's as like, opposed to yeah. just like hitting a button and swiping right. and being like, okay. Yeah, it's like a conscious decision. And you like burn like, I think you burn like two calories when you like... <laughs> <laughs> I should log that in my 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 fitness pal. Like, yeah, thirty minutes exercise, thirty seconds change cartridge of a game, two calories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was, and I had to be very explicit about what I brought with me on a trip. 
you know, I couldn't take everything, let's just say. So I had to be very, like, make your choice. Same thing with, like, my, my Discman. Like, you mentioned the CD player. God, we're so old. Like, what is what's happening right now? What is this? What is happening? <laughs> this is, like, retro Discman. retro chat right now. Yeah, but it was also making a very deliberate choice about, like, okay, well, what is the album I'm going to listen to today? And, like, the only thing I listen to today because that's the only thing yeah. I can bring with me. <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I've, been running a lot more Mm -hmm. and just thinking about like oh what would I have done when I had my tape player Mm. and like I could only listen to one tape over and over and over again I think I would have gone crazy and then I remembered like oh I made like mix CDs and stuff yeah mix tapes tapes. I used to record songs on the radio me too (laughs) And there was an art to making sure that you got the full song. God, yeah. I'd listen to the radio. Z100, what up? (laughs) (laughs) They would have their uh, (laughs) interactive night at nine every night at nine. And I knew what the songs were going to be. Because usually, like, for every single night you listen, it's usually the same kind of bunch of songs. Mm -hmm. So I would know when they'd be playing, like, Blink-182. And I would put my cassette all ready to go. And I'd have it. I'd have it with me forever. Yeah, I taped so much stuff off the radio. I was I loved the radio when I was younger. It was such a part mm-hmm. of my life too because I would we would commute by car, you know, when I when I go to school in the morning. So it was like a little ten minute radio like joke session with my with my mom, you know, like we'd listen to the radio on the way in. And it's so funny because now I don't drive really that much, so I don't know anything about top forty, like I don't know anything. I'm such a, like, I have no idea because I don't have the radio on, you know? And my friends who do drive a lot, they know all these songs. And they're like, you don't know this song? I'm like, are you kidding me? No, I do not. Like, I don't drive right now. Like, I, I can drive, but it's not part of my daily commute, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Cool. I don't know if we talked about design at all. I don't know. Whole... <laughs> That's all right. There's other, what if else? you want, if you want a podcast it, about design, you can listen to our- Last full of episode. lots of good advice of like you should work out and figure out when you like to work out and drink water and drink mimosas during design sprints. Yes, that's and that's the key takeaway. Have a bartender for day two of your design sprint. You have your experts on day one. Yep. You have your bartender on day two. Day three, your expert bartender, which is <laughs> something entirely different. That's the converge day. So I, I think having, you know... I think that would be great. That'd be good. You know, I think you're right. Having more coffee on Converge Day is probably a good idea because you are more focused. Yeah, I agree. I I think this is a great idea, Kyle. I think we'll chat about it next week um, (laughs) when we talk about interviews. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Add it to our interview process. Yeah. (laughs) Done. Done. Anyway, I got to sign off here. Yeah, I have an interview, and we're going to have a mimosa. Awesome. <laughs> you can find our show notes at tentative.fm slash 60. 60? 60. We've done 60 of these? Yep. Wow. Where, if I wanted to get in touch with the hosts, the amazing hosts of this podcast, what would I do? You'd email us at hosts at tentative.fm. 
if I was a big fan of the Twitters and wanted to tweet out suggestions or congratulations or maybe <laughs> other drink ideas for the design sprint, what would I do? You would tweet at us at Tentative FM. Uh, you would also have to travel back in time to 2017. <laughs> yeah, our last tweet was from last year, which we were gonna we're gonna <laughs> change that this week. I think, whatever, we'll figure it out. And then you can, if you like this podcast so damn much, you can rate us in iTunes. That'd be great. We love that. And email us, please. We love emails. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. We are experienced designers and developers who turn your idea into the right product. With local studios in Boston, San Francisco, New York, London, Austin, and Raleigh, let's build something great together.